اوكي بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم لا سهل الا ما جعلته سهلا وانت تجعل الحزن اذا شئت سهلا اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته uh, hope you guys are doing well inshallah um good to see um so many folks obviously preparing for the lesson on telegram group which has been going great and but it's also nice to see a few surprise faces uh, particularly uh, rafiq yani what a nice surprise walikum salam in bonnie scotland hope you're well bro i hope gabriel's good as well and um that is a nice surprise i don't think i've ever even seen you on lp before uh, but mashallah oh sugar Astaghfirullah, someone put nazar upon us. Unbelievable. Un, literally unbelievable. No, there's no buffering. No, it's not good. I saw the flash on the screen. I saw the flicker on the screen. I mean, unless I, unless I imagined it, Unless I imagined it, yeah, I saw the... Okay, there you go. You know, by the way, right? No, no, we're talking about the buffering. We're talking about the flicker. You see, those are the worst type of flickers, Yanni, you know? Where you're not sure whether it happened or not. You know that I used to... You guys obviously know, or maybe you don't know, right? But I used to work in a uh, cinema with my teens. And... So I used to be an usher. And um, I don't know, probably 60. What just happened there again? Did it just happen there again? Oh my God. It happened, didn't it? Did it happen? Oh my God. See? Maj is like, nope, no it didn't. No it didn't. And other folks are seeing, yeah. You need to, if you're on a phone, Maryam, then get off the phone. And if you need to refresh, I think it just happened again. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, let me just finish the story. I can't remember what film it was, but it was the rolling credits. It was new one. So I'm standing at the back, you know, just, oh, it is happening. It is happening. Subhanallah. So let me tell you something. Okay. It's depressed me that man. The amount of effort that we went to and testing. Anyway, the story goes is I'm standing at the back watching this new release and it goes through all the trailers, doesn't it? Yeah. And it was doing some random trailer, right? Random trailer. And I thought I just saw a flash on the screen and a Coke bottle appear. And in terms of time, I reckon it was like 0.01 of a second. Like, I can't even tell you if it's possible even to be able to say how short it was. So much so that there were some people in the audience, because I was, I was behind everybody, right, looking down. I wasn't sure I saw it. And I was looking at some people. Some people hadn't moved. And the other people looking confused. And people next to them that were, hadn't moved. The worst type of thing. And it got banned very soon after that. Subliminal advertising is called. Subliminal advertising where they just flash something super quick. 
Just like that flicker there. The problem with this flipping flicker is that it's definitely not subliminal advertising. This is in your face, slapping me left, right and centre, saying that you thought you could escape me, the Nazar packs. I put it in a telegram group, which is other, otherwise known as Nazar City. Okay? And listen, I just want to just clarify two points at the beginning, yeah? Before we jump into the class. The first is that there is absolutely, yeah, I need the maximum punishment. And I mean it, one way or the other, it will get to you. If you release scores of football, Champions League, Premiership, whatever it is, whenever we're teaching and there's sports on, you know it is haram khalis better to release any scores or a goal just went in or whatever. That's a rule of this class. All right. Now, all jokes aside, I was literally requested by someone to do that. Okay. To say that. And I said 100% correct. Okay. So respect that. I know it's all fun and everything. I know that. Um, uh, you know, some people are Arsenal fans and they just want to ruin the show because they're just jealous. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's not something which you can do. You're not allowed to ruin other people's enjoyment. Number one. Number two, I went through a detailed process on the computer, disabling and increasing the uh, controls on only, uh, for those who are techies on all of the USB kind of levels, uh, USB restrictions blah, 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 change this, new cables, this, that, whatever. And then, and then did a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, 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 a test, not a test, three tests. One test was one hour long, one hour long of a live video, constant. And then another one, and then three of them. My internet speed is maybe 200 megabytes, bro. It's a huge speed. It's one of those yeah, mega speeds. So, um, and there wasn't a single, there wasn't a single flicker. Not a single flicker. This thing here, only Allah knows what's going on. No, no, I did the, 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 I did the test in YouTube. It doesn't happen on Zoom. It doesn't happen on Teams. I teach with this camera and these lights yeah, and he, uh, uh, on the, the other classes. It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. And I did the test on YouTube. So now my mind is blown. There's nothing else left. I don't know what I don't know what to do. Okay, it is minor, but for us it's not minor because no, no, it can't be. No, I did it. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, listen, it's not the end of the world. And by the way, there was a consensus because once I did. Once I taught the class on webcam, I taught a class the other day on webcam and some people were there on webcam and they said that, listen man, forget that, webcam is rubbish. And it really is. This quality is far better with a little bit of thing. And anyway, you shouldn't be staring at me all the time. Anyway, you should have some notes open. We're looking at the notes back and forth and whatever. Yes, Dahmid, yeah, I remember I said, and I said, do you guys want the webcam? You really want the webcam? No, we don't want the webcam. So that decision has been made, okay? I know that you LP folks haven't seen the webcam, but some LP students on other classes have seen the webcam and they made a decision on your behalf and I agreed. All right, Bismillah. So we're on page uh, for the 345, okay, of the Sharh. And in terms of the text, let's have a look. On the text, we are in Zad al-Mustaqni' on page... Um, on page, the first page rather, okay. On Zad al-Mustaqni' we are on this, on the, in the position of, da, 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 da. if two trustworthy people alert the imam to a mistake, but he continues whilst being unsure he is correct, 
his prayer is invalidated as well as for the one who followed him who knew what was correct. However, it is not invalidated for the one who was following unaware of what was correct or had forgotten or had left the imam's prayer. That is the juice that we're going to get into inshallah. Maybe we might get to actions not from the genus of the prayer performed in a quantity that would be considered a lot invalidate the prayer whether done intentionally or unintentionally. I don't think we're going to get there. Okay, but let's see. Um, let's see how it happens. Okay, those people who are on a uh, those people who are on a phone, right, or iPad, whatever, whatnot, then uh, you might not be able to see comments and things like that. You should be on a computer. Number one, number two, everybody should be on the on the Telegram group, which is going brilliant, by the way. Another massive shout out to the quiz team. We're only blowing our minds with any crazy questions. Uh, really, really good, mashallah. Um, so a couple of things actually I want to say about that, uh, which I did mention in Telegram group. You've just had the the, the link there. You should uh, you should uh, make sure that um, yeah. You, l- listen, this is important. Yeah, um, if you see a problem, refresh and see how it goes in the Telegram group or with the admins. You should message them to see if you have a specific problem. If you observe a problem and you have eliminated your own involvement in it okay if you have eliminated your own involvement or your own your own cause then you uh um then you um, make it clear because each one we're taking to the tech team and they're fixing each one one by one there's quite a few gremlins in there after we uh change the any the uh, system and so but i know that certain things that weren't working before are working and there's more to get through all right folks and with respect to the telegram, um, it's important for the for the. Uh, uh, I haven't really addressed the telegram team yet officially, but the um, those who are making the quizzes, remember, a lot of you might not have been there from the beginning or joined that recently. Excellent job in making the quizzes; they're so useful. It's what I come back yani, for um, again and again. I take I use all of them. Uh, which one did I get wrong recently? Which made me laugh. There was one man. I forget, I'll have a look another or whatever. It's very, very good. Um, and the people who um, uh, who are taking it, they should be appreciative. And also get, cut some, uh, some slack to those who are making them because there's a mission. At the same time, also those who are making them, remember the, a couple of things that you might not be aware of. Like I mentioned today, the uh, transcribed notes, which is being the, is based, is, which is the fundamental uh, material that the quiz are made from, themselves... Uh, might have mistakes. In fact, they do have mistakes. They don't. They don't. Not only typos. They also have content mistakes because they've not been. Uh, <laughs> Jamila, I tell you what the Telegram group is. A Telegram group for not for Swedes like you. That's what it is. Okay. So the uh, mistakes that are there, they are sometimes typos, sometimes yani x, sometimes y, and and um, I haven't been able to check it. In fact, even Widad, for example, even Mesa hasn't gone into deep dive. And Mesa has started and hers are the best yeah, because she goes in proper, proper. And what she does is that when she comes across a problem, she sends it to me and it's a long process. You know, she has to, she has to copy paste, cut it up, record messages, blah, 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 send it to me. I've got to find some time. It's a nightmare. And uh, so it's going to be a very slow process. So the people who are setting the quizzes, remember that. Um, also, I found it very, very... Swedes, Danish, all bloody same thing, man. They're all flipping butter, uh, uh, whatever it's called, Lerpak or whatever it is. What do we get? Right. 
all up there somewhere it's frozen so so um the uh um leave me alone i'm trying to think man what was i saying see completely threw me off the off track Ah, uh, yeah so the notes the notes are good i have that inherent yani uh uh risk but it's a small one it's a tiny one okay ibrahim shut up bro okay you're the one who's been disappeared. You're not taking lessons. You plump. LP quizzes. What LP quizzes? What Telegram group? I know it's in Telegram group. Shut up, bro. Okay? Get with the program. There's emails been sent out. Every single lesson's had the links. LP quizzes. Telegram group. You fish. Right. So, um, the uh, notes. Number two, this is an important point. Some of these notes were from a long time ago. Like seven years ago, eight years ago. Six years ago, and it is uh, uh, is important it is important for us to know. By the way, always I hope that's not yeah. I hope that's not the case. Customer just did his best, he for no reason. Okay, um, <laughs> my brain's all right. Could be that some folks are all right, yara. They learn, they know, they know. So positions change, fixed positions change. I don't want anybody who is taking the quiz to make the big mistake, and especially the people who are setting the quiz, that this is something which is qata'i. You know, it is 100% the correct answer. This is the humbly position, or it's AE's position, or it's Sheikh Uthameen's position, or it's the class position. Those who are a bit more experienced in making the quizzes, they make a really nice little point of putting hashtag class position to remind you that, hey, hey, don't hate. This is, you know, so I think that's useful if you're making a quiz. To put hashtag humbly or put hashtag class position. And it's important that we know that. And it's important for us to know that we have the right to differ as well. Yeah? That are for us to think it's something else and to question. But, you know, to, to yeah. So let's have that little bit of uh, understanding in the group. All right, we spent a lot of time on that. Let's actually get into the fiqh. So it says, Mas'ala. Sheikh says, you know, after we've been speaking about, um, after we've been speaking about the idea that if someone... There's two people and they tell him that um, uh, I think you made a mistake, right? I think you, you, you had a problem. I can't see any buffering, by the way. In fact, I've got a very smooth... Oh, sugar. Sorry, there was buffering there. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know what to tell anybody now. That's it. What is going on here? From my side, it's absolutely fine. My internet connection is supremely solid. Oh my goodness. Cello. Yeah, yeah. Click on live. Click on live, everybody. Make sure you click on live. Then uh, we'll carry on. That's so weird, Kasim. Proper nazar behavior, I tell you right now. One, who needs one gig speed, bro? Honestly. Mine's like 350 megabyte line with, with something else up. And I get 200 in my sleep, bro. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Um, so we said that there are four potential scenarios, right? When we... Uh, yeah, we think it's true. So we can blame them, right? So the... Uh, uh, the um, when someone tells you, subhanallah, in the prayer, right? They say to you, subhanallah, and you realize that there's a problem. Then there are four scenarios. Either, number one, you know, and someone done a really nice uh, 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 chart in the Telegram group, by the way. I really liked it, yeah? I can't remember who, for Zakalakhir. 
He said, you either know that it was, that they're right. Okay? Oh, sorry. The first one is that you know that you're right. So you don't take anyone's position. Or, number two, you're positive that they're right. So you obviously got to take their position. And then the third position is that you think that the likelihood, beyond reasonable doubt, that they are right. Yani, as we say. Yani, the preponderant position, what you've thought about and you think, yeah, that's probably the case. Yeah? That is that they're right. Number four is that you're thinking that it's beyond reasonable doubt that they're wrong. You're pretty okay with the fact that you think they're wrong. Yep. And then number five, that they're the same. Okay? So the Sheikh basically, you know, as we said, you've got to follow their position in uh, in four of those positions and in ours, in the, the class position, that if you think that they're wrong, right, that's another time that we don't need to take their position. If you think that they're wrong, there's another. There's there's a, a, a you don't need to, you you know your your is enough for you to stay on your position, okay? Um, this is the position of the Shafi'i school, by the way. If you want to know, this is the Shafi'i madhab, right? This this position that we are holding that is our class position. That is the that is Sheikh Uthameen's position. This is the Shafi'i school's position as well. Right, that you that um, uh, that if you think beyond any reasonable doubt, that's somewhere in between 50, 60, 70 percent sure, yeah, that they are wrong, even though both two of them made the uh, uh, announce, uh, you know, shouted out, then you carry on. Now, it is important why, um, you understand why the Hanabila and so many scholars actually do consider that. If even if you think they're wrong, even if you think they're wrong, you should go with it. Okay, you should go with it. That's because when the Prophet ﷺ made that mistake in the prayer, and he prayed in, depending upon how you see it, three instead of four, or two instead of three, or whatever. Okay, because the narrations, I told you, man, it's a it's a stunning. Stunning area of study, exactly which case was Dhul Yadain uh, uh, involved with? Which case was Dhul Yadain part of? Right? Anyway, Prophet stands up, he's stressed out, he's like, you know, he's pacing up and down, and everybody doesn't know what to say, what to do, and then suddenly Dhul Yadain says, uh, Dhul Yadain straight out just says to him, Yani, uh, have you forgotten? Did you forget, O Messenger of Allah? Or has the prayer been shortened? Has there been a ruling that's come back from Allah? And you know what, you know what the Prophet ﷺ said, right? Do you know what the Prophet ﷺ said? Do you guys know what he said? Anybody know the hadith? Out of interest? Correct, always. Correct name, yeah. He actually said a statement which was wrong, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Well, this is the beauty, actually. When you see, when you study the books of Hadith, you will see that there's a huge discussion about this statement. He said, "Neither did I forget, neither has it been shortened." Right? 
Neither did I forget, neither has it been shortened. Now, so he's made a statement, right? Directly contradicting my guy, right? Then he's made the statement, then he's thought to himself, you know what? So he's gone to Abu Bakr and Umar, both of them. Right? Some narration only mentions Abu Bakr, other narrations mention Umar as well. And then he confirms with them. And and you know, I told you, you know, in some narrations it says, is it true what your friend is saying? <laughs> Which I if that thing is my favorite question ever in history, by the way. Your friend, not mine, your friend. Yeah? Is it true what your friend is saying? Yeah? So uh then obviously they said, Yeah, it's exactly like that. So then he goes back and then he fixes it. Now, what's, what's, that's the reason why, by the way, that the scholars said that you need to go with the two people, right? Because of these two. That's why the Hanabalists stick to this. Now, the irony is that you could actually use that hadith as an evidence against the idea of two people, right? In a way. Because, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that you need to understand where their position is. Now, the really interesting thing is anybody can anybody think of explanations, okay? What if you know one hundred percent they are wrong and you are one hundred percent right? That's what we said. Yeah, I need. That's what the text says. So, Asma, what you're saying is that when he said that, he was Yani of uh, explanation for why he said that statement. And what is the explanation for that statement, basically, Fatima? For anybody who got a glitch, okay, clearly we're having some kind of problems, okay? But when he made that statement, I have not forgotten or whatever. The truth is, is that I have not forgotten is a definitive statement. Exactly, it seems to be 100%. I mean, you know. You say, uh, 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 he didn't say, I don't think. He said, I have not, in the past, uh, in, a, in the past tense. I have not, right? So, what do you think? Got, got any uh, interesting kind of interpretations of how do we understand this? Or is it just simply a mistake? He thought he did, and he didn't. And like Solange said, that's why he's a prophet of Allah. That's why he's a bashar. And uh, the truth is, the truth is, the truth is, because he wasn't sure, right? He felt something wrong. And he did forget. This is the whole point, Fatima, right? He, that correct. He believed, he believed he didn't. He believed he didn't forget. It doesn't mean that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, He's in a situation, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where he, as far as he's concerned, he can't remember making a mistake. Correct. Well done, Solange. Yeah. Now, we know that he made a mistake because in the other hadith, he specifically told the companions that a mistake is going to happen, that he will forget. He goes, for the kiruni in the seat. Yeah, and if so, so remind me if I forget. Indicating that's what happens. It will happen to everybody. I think we covered that in another lesson anyway. So, it will happen. 
it will happen okay you know by the way i was uh um so that you see Ibrahim, is it not a mistake if there's a lesson in it okay that doesn't mean it's not a mistake it doesn't mean that it's not khilaf al-awla it doesn't because obviously we have a very careful adab with the prophet and his actions it doesn't mean that we don't yani, consider it to be yani, something that should not be followed, right? Just because there's a lesson in it. In all of the actions of the Prophet ﷺ, there's a lesson. It doesn't mean that that can't be a mistake, right? Indeed, one of the key lessons is that it will be that mistakes can happen, right? And then the lessons then intrinsic. Um, <laughs> I have to. I have to. I was reading Al Mughni um, earlier on. And I read something that made me laugh out loud. Okay? Uh, Ibrahim al-Nakha'i. Now, Ibrahim al-Nakha'i is like from the imams of the Salaf. Right? From the imams of the Salaf. I mean, we're talking top dog. I mean, we are talking like, Bismillah, MashaAllah. Right? The king of Iraq. Alright? The king of Kufa. The founder and the, and the, the source of the Hanafi school. Alright? And just the don. Right, and he, he is narrating this narration. He says that I was in the masjid, and Alqama was leading the prayer. Alqama is one of the Imam of the Tabi'in. Took from so many companions, major scholar. Yani, end of story. Alqama is Alqama. Okay, so he goes that Alqama was praying, and uh, uh, he was praying Dhuhr. And he prayed five, and then he finished. As soon as he finished, the people, they said to him, you prayed five. And he said, no, I didn't. They said, no, no, you did. You did. Um, and uh, he says, no, I don't think I did. He goes, no, no, you did. You did. He goes, all right then. And then <laughs> he goes, I was a little kid. He goes, I was a little kid back then. And I was sitting in the corner. And a cheeky fish wasn't even praying, by the way. Okay, he goes. I was sitting in a corner, and and I said, "Hey, you did pray five. He goes, "Hey, you did pray five. He goes, "You, <laughs> you know what uh, Al Qama said to him? He goes, "What? He goes, "You did pray five. He goes, "Shut up, you blind fish. Yawar, you blind fish." God, wallahi, honestly, man, miskeen, miskeen Ibrahim al-Nakhai, al-Imam, alayhi rahmatullah. He got cussed for nothing, man. He got cussed for nothing. And then he goes that he then he he then uh, made the takbir, did the two sajda, and whatever. Now, one of the lessons from that incident is the same lessons from the Sunnah, which is that what happens with the people who are praying behind when they know that there's a mistake, right? That's what this entire subject of today is. The people who are praying behind an imam and feel that there's a mistake and maybe even indicate there's a mistake. Is it possible for you to continue with the same imam? Especially when you've got that level of confidence to be arguing with him afterwards. So what was doing? What were you doing during the prayer? Okay? So, just I leave that yani, in your head and let's just jump on with the, 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 the rest of the text. So, Sheikh says, um, what if the people who are in the prayer... They forget to say subhanallah or choose not to. You know like the packs do. The packs say Allahu Akbar, don't they? They say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Alright? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. They say all kinds of stuff. So, um, 
if that happens, are you obligated to listen? Because our, ima, our uh, author, Imam al-Hajjawi, alayhi rahmatullah, he says, وَإِن سَبَّحَ بِهِ ثِقَتَان يعني, if two trustworthy people make tasbih, meaning say subhanallah, right? Now, so does it mean only if they say subhanallah? What if they say alhamdulillah? Or they say, <coughs> you know, they clear their throat. They bring attention to, hey, you messed up, right? Because all of these other ways are permissible. But the sunnah is to say tasbih. And so Shaykh Uthameen says, absolutely, you go with whatever. As long as you understood you made a mistake, and as long as they, exactly, the point is that they bring your attention to the mistake. And as long as they are doing that, you should accept it. And he makes a point that the author, it would have been better, okay, it would have been better for them to, uh, for the author to have said, um, وَإِن نَبَّهَ بِهِ ثِقَتَانِ And if two trustworthy people inform him, as opposed to making it specific to tasbih, but obviously he did that because it's the sunnah to, um, it's, it's the sunnah of course, right? It's the sunnah to uh, say subhanallah. And uh, for the women, the sunnah is to clap the hand. Make, a, make this kind of sound. Now, it is very difficult, obviously, especially if you're in the boiler room. Yeah, only three doors, or three rooms away, locked underneath in the basement. So in that situation, you know what it is. Yeah, good luck to you, right? I mean, literally, women praying in the masjid, I just want to say to you, I have no idea what's going on. Honestly, I have absolutely no idea why even women pray in the masjid. Like, what is the masjid feel for women praying in a masjid? You know, I'll tell you something. It's a madness. I mean, at least the Turks, at least the Turks, they kind of keep women close by and a little bit of a little meshiani, you know? Right? Some are better than others, but very few. In England, Mariam, don't be saying there's a place in England where you can see, like, Regent's Park Mosque, okay, because they're on a, they're on a thing. Exactly, Canada, like in Canada, they've got the right idea. I remember, pre- well, I don't know about they've got the right idea. In Toronto, I prayed, is it, uh, at, what's his name, is uh, Masjid, uh, Sheikh, Allah uh, Sayyid, Isna Mosque, yeah? Bro, I'm telling you now, if the Brits went and prayed in Isna Mosque, yeah, they'd all faint. They'd all faint and die and there'll be shahada, yani. there'll, be, there'll be martyrdom in that masjid, masjid, okay? And I think, martyrdom from the men and the women. The women would faint out of happiness and die and never come back round again. And the men, yani, they'd have a heart attack and they would just basically never ever, they'd never ever recover. Okay? That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wait, 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 wait a second, Ibrahim. Those must have basketball court money. That's true. They're on a whole different level. They're massaging the big massive centers, yeah? That's true. But it doesn't take money. In fact, it's cheaper to keep women in the same prayer hall. Yeah? So let's not use the money and of, obviously you have a lot more space yeah that's 100% true yeah we can't compare they're not like for like scenarios we have tiny spaces and the boiler room literally we got it's a take it or leave it leave it scenario right so but you know they are they are in a place yeah, where you've got the men at the front and you've got a wall which is literally that big it's like that big off the floor okay and they are, <laughs> with that, don't cry, don't cry with that. You see, you've got all these Canadians who have come to England, they're thinking, what the hell's going on, man? Like, what the hell's going on? Okay? So, this is a Desi thing. How about those two people reminding is not part of the congregation, such as somebody already prayed, what will happen then? How about now, how about 
no verbal reminder of the mistake but a gesture to, a gesture to indicate the mistake such as a gesture to indicate you should have sat rather standing so Naim makes the point those other people who are not part of the congregation yeah and he, so we first of all we covered this a couple of years ago I can't remember which section Mesa will have to remember but there's absolutely no doubt that there are two positions by the way there are some we're, we're coming to that actually but I'll just say it right now as Naim's asking that if you're sitting uh, uh, not part of the prayer you know you're allowed to say whatever you want don't, uh, don't forget that in the prayer as well you are restricted you can't just be saying hey you messed up now I, I can't remember where it was but we were speaking about we were speaking about the session I don't know what section it was but I was telling yeah that's it Hamza correcting the Imam's recitation and exactly exactly we were speaking about how my mum would speak to me whilst I'm praying and the truth is, is that packs do that automatically, right? And, you know, I was making the point that a lot of our culture that we have these crazy kind of things that we all relate to actually have a basis in the books of fiqh. So the scholars, they give complete carte blanche yani, for people to have conversations. Now, of course, we have evidence for that as well. So, for example, Tahwil al-Qibla, when the Qibla was changed, right? The companion who still is nameless, we don't know the name of the companion, in in both scenarios, by the way, neither in Al-Quba and neither in Qiblatain. Okay, Masjid Abu Salama, it should be called, because obviously Qiblatain is a modern name. So, in both Masajid, they were praying, and both times the people came up and said, by the way, the uh, Qibla has changed. Right? This is Bukhari, Nas, right? So, you don't need to go into, oh, they can't speak, or they can't, yani, gesture, you can do whatever you want. First of all, you're not in the prayer. Number two, people need to get used to noise and sound and whatever. People are not meant to be praying in isolation, right? Number three, we have text that indicates you can speak to people and tell them about doing something, etc. Um, now, the second opinion is that you, you don't say anything because it's got nothing to do with you, which is a very weak position, right? It's not your prayer, not what's going on, etc., etc. Yeah, correct, that's in Bukhari as well, all right? Uh, and I think Um Salama, that's Um Salama, I think, Hadith, Um Salama, right? Um, I can't remember, but I remember, uh, uh, I can't remember the Senate now, but I think. Anyway, uh, so my point is, is that the person, Yani, who's uh, on the side, he should make that, he should, he should indicate, he should indicate. Anyway, listen, let's take everything in his right place. If, in summary, Sheikh says on top of page 346, if two people that he trusts, tell him that he made a mistake, okay, he has to listen to them. Unless he 100% is confident that he's right. 100% right, and that they're wrong. If he isn't 100% wrong, if he isn't 100% right, and he is not sure of himself, and he doesn't then follow what they want him to do, and go back to the previous position, or whatever, okay, the prayer is invalidated because he has left an obligation intentionally okay now and that is because of the of the hadith that we, we saw the prophet sallallahu he then he went yani, to the uh, 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 when he said to Abu Bakr yani, is it true what Dhul uh, 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 said and he said yes it's obligatory to go back to that okay now um, now, interesting, what about if it's one person? Okay, 
What if it's one person? If it's one person, it is not obligatory for him to go back to him. And the reason it's not obligatory is because Dhul Yadain did that. <laughs> yeah. Dhul Yadain did that, right? And he didn't take his position, right? So what's more accurate to say? Is it about numbers? Now, the madhahib make it about numbers. The more contemporary scholars and the more uh, ahl hadith type yani, approach, Salafi approach to it, more relaxed approach to it, consider it to be that it's not about numbers at all. What is it about, folks? What do you think it's about? Correct. It is certainty or ghalabat al Confidence, correct. And so therefore, Sheikh Uthameen's position is that if one person told him and he's confident, he thinks that yani, it's more likely than it's not that he's right, then he does go with him. And if he's more confident than he's not, that he's right himself, then he sticks with himself. It doesn't actually matter about the numbers, right? And that is the class position, by the way. The class position is that it's not yani, restricted to two people. It's not restricted to three people, to one people, one person. It's restricted to how he's, uh, how he believes the scenario, because ultimately, that is going. That's what's going to matter. Okay. Now, if he's confident that the other person was right, then it just helps. Okay. So, for example, if your sons all corrected you, you wouldn't budge. But if Hiba only corrected you, you'd agree with her. This, you see, this is, this is the fiqh. It's what always said that always faqih. He understands the game. So the question is, Zaf, listen, listen to me, right? Zaf has told me many things in my life. Up until now, I still haven't yani, believed him. Up until now, okay? The only thing that Zaf is good for is missing these lessons under the excuse that, oh, I'm not needed, all right? He's like the new Nadif, right? And he's like the old Abu Dhar. Let me just put that on record. He's the, the new Nadif and the old Abu Dhar. Ajmal Yara, where are your sweets? By the way, I'm going I'm to die. I'm a rock. Let me just make it clear that everybody knows I'm a rock. All right? People question that, and I don't know why they question that. Okay? Because you've seen historically what a rock I am. Okay? So when I say to you I'm a rock, you should just say, you know what? That guy's a rock. All right? Now, next scenario. Next scenario. Um, if a person, if a person says, yani, uh, yani, uh, one of the musallim behind, he goes, subhanallah, yani, indicating that you've done more. Bro, there's nothing here. There's nothing there, bro. Look, nothing there. I'm telling you. You know all I've got? All I've got is peanuts. Tissues and peanuts. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah, I ate it. Obviously I ate it. Then I went on a diet. I wasn't going to leave it there then go on a diet. I'm not bugger like that. That kind of fitness right there, man. No, no, I'm on a diet. Trust me, man. Look, I'm on a diet, official diet. Look. So, so, 
everything gone. Pistachios are gone. Everything is all gone. All gone. I only go on a diet when I get, when I clean the table, clean the stores, clean everything. So Alhamdulillah, I need, bro, I need to lose like 15. It's not from the Sunnah. I'm not, I'm not telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you it's not from the Sunnah. Okay. Now, if a person indicates to the Imam that he has increased, okay, he is, he has increased in the Salah. Okay. And another person says, subhanallah, to indicate that he has not increased in the Salah, but he's decreased in the Salah. So one is saying that you've increased it, one is saying that you've decreased it. What is a sum conclusion? What is a sum conclusion? They cancel each other out. Correct. They, that's what the fuqaha used to say. That he's probably about right. And that he cancels out and he carries on. Alright. Of course, unless he knows something that the others don't. That's something different. Okay. So. Uh, next scenario. What about people who. That's coming. I mean, that's coming. Yeah. Like Naeem was asking. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, all these issues are coming. So, next scenario, top of 347. What if two unknown people, all the time we've been saying thiqatan, thiqatan, which means two trustworthy people, two people, uh, uh, I don't know, that, but let's assume that it does. Okay, just assume that he understood what, what, the, what, the, what, they, was, what they were trying to say. Now, so up until now, what up until now the idea has been that these two people are imams or they're clever or they're scholars or they're you know they're on point, right? What about if you have absolutely no idea? Right? Majhulan, two completely unknown people. Right? And they yani, suddenly start speaking, you know, in the background. So Sheikh says according to the Hanbali school. You don't listen to them. Basically, they are uh, ignored. Because their their, their, uh, trustworthiness has not been established. Now, speaking as in to say, subhanAllah, yeah. To indicate that there's a mistake. I'm talking about two people. Oh, sorry, did I say speak? Sorry, I mean two people behind you. You're praying. You're praying in a masjid. Or maybe you've gone, you're, you're a visitor. That's a good point. That's a good example. You're visiting an area. And they put you forward, and you start leading the prayer, and you've got all kinds of people behind you, you have no idea who's who. Right? Okay. So they're unknown. So they, you know, you're praying, and one of them says, SubhanAllah, and then another one says, SubhanAllah. So you're thinking to yourself, right, there's two people out there that think I've made a mistake, and you ain't got a clue what's going on. According to the Hanbali school, you don't listen to them, because you've got no idea whether they're trustworthy, whether they're beginners, first time praying, not even rules, what's going on. That's a Hanbali position, and, and, and you ignore them. The truth is, the truth is that that's the reality every day. Yani for us. Yani at what point do we know for certain that there's, oh, there's going to be two thiqa people behind us? That we're always knowing that they're, that they're behind us in the salah. There are people who know what's going on. Okay? And even if we know that there are some people in there, how do we know to always differentiate by the, by the voice? Okay? So, the 
the correct position, as Sheikh Uthameen says, that is that he should reflect upon the issue more than the people. And that goes back to what we said as well, right? It's not about the people per se, not about the identification per se, it's not about yani, the, you know, all of that. It's about how likely is what they're saying something to be taken seriously. And so he needs to consider that. Okay? So he should pause, especially if it's two. If it's one, he should be considering it. If it's two, it's a serious consideration. He should pause, make a, a, a reflection. And if he thinks that they've got a possibility, then he will follow them as well. That's the class position. And it's not the humbly position. So we will accept the position of too much hold people because ultimately it's about you as opposed to them, whether they are trustworthy or whether they are much or whatever they are. Okay, okay. لأن القول الراجح أنه يبني على غلبة الظن that the correct position is that or the the stronger position is that one should build upon his own preponderant, his own confident belief, right? Not necessarily certainty because then there would be no discussion, but what he generally thinks. What about husband and wives? How to handle this well from both spouses? Yeah, you know that no man is ever going to listen to his wife. I, I, I mean, I don't even know why you're asking that question, bro. Like, I, I mean, that's never going to happen. I don't know how that's going to happen. In Salah, are you kidding me, bro? You see, Mesa? That's the difference between the single people and the married people. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Solange is asking the Solange, Solange <laughs> Yeah I bet you're American That's the difference you see Americans they do whole things a whole different around there bro That's the That's the score No um, So on a, on a we're, we're coming to it in a second uh, Solange we're coming We're coming to it in a second We're coming to um, uh, uh, You know to be serious It is not to do with men or women is to do with what you understand. Okay? So we're coming to that in a second. Um, and finally, for now, we're still focusing on all of the scenarios of someone making, uh, you know, a correction, right? The last one is, what if two women <coughs> indicate? Let's have some fun now, yeah? Now it's time to get the coke out. What if two women? Thiqatan means two trustworthy men. The text says two trustworthy men. What if two trustworthy women? Abid Khan from London is like, what's so difficult about, about this question? Like, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the difficulty in this question? It's like simple quick maths. It's not really possible to decide. <laughs> you see, you see. I, I told you I'm going to get the coke out because this is going to be fun. This is when the eights come out, the sixteens come out. This is when you yeah, need the eight times table. When is this, that, whatever? Correct. Name is correct. Hasia is correct, and uh, Amina is correct. There's no evidence, and this is a big mistake, by the way. That causes the problem where Muslims then feel that inferiority complex and have to start yeah, defending themselves. If Muslims just recognized that 
like, you know, those who have studied the, the, the tafsir of Surah Ali Imran with me, right? You'll remember me making a really strong point, meaning me emphasizing again and again and again about how mature men and women need to be when reading the Quran about little wins, right? Because you know how politicized things are. So you'll see, and Surah Ali Imran is beautiful like this because you will go and <laughs> you, you, listen, I'm trying to be serious here, guys. All right, just calm down now, yeah? I'm only I'm allowed to talk about the boiler room. So, you'll see and you'll go through Ali Imran and you'll see a little move and then you see, a, and it's, it's one for the men. It's one for the boys, basically. Yeah? And the boys will go, yeah, that's one for us. Then you'll see another one and it's definitely a win for the women. And the women should go like that. And then you'll go on Karen and you'll see another win for the men. Win, and that's how it happens. And the maturity of the Quran reader, or I should say, the maturity of the of the of the Muslim. Okay, we only wish that you take anything, Sabr, but you won't. That's the problem. The maturity of the Muslim is to recognize that this is not a game, right? That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala puts restrictions on women in this scenario, and He lifts it off in that scenario. He puts restrictions on men in this scenario. And he lifts it off them in that scenario. He makes any specific things in this scenario. And then puts another thing in that scenario. There is absolutely no basis. Islamically. Let alone logically. Let alone yani, in real life. To think that men and women. In their aql. Okay. Or in their capacity to teach, study, uh, be expert. Be X, Y, Z. Are any different to men. And it's not there in Islam either. A specific ayah which refers to a witnessing of what could be a complicated transaction that has little trick moves, that has little plays going on behind the scenes from women who've just come out of Jahiliyyah. Okay? Remember, in Jahiliyyah, they were not even... They, <laughs> in ja Understand this, folks. Why does Allah make such a big thing in the Quran? Okay? Who said, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Adedo. Okay. And Sheikh Akram al Nadwi obviously has done a study on this in the women narrators. But yani, uh, people at the level of Adedo, right? He said that he spent his, uh, he said 20 years, 20 years studying the books of Rijal. He has not come across a single woman considered to be a liar in hadith. In terms of men, I'll show you, Yani. <laughs> I'll show you. I won't show you a book. I won't show you a book. I'll show you a set. Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay? So, um, my point is not to make the women happy today or the men happy. The point is, is to recognize context. Uh, in Jahiliyyah, women were owned. Okay? Women were owned. The women were... Uh, uh, not only were they owned, the only transaction that you would recognize is just sitting there being sold. Yani, imagine, sold from which one person to another person, one person. Suddenly, they are now Muslim, recognized, honored, this, that, whatever. And yani, you know, they're sometimes in the lack of, in the absence of men, they're required to be witnesses and this and that and whatever. 
and yani now you're, you're telling me that you know you know oh we've got a problem because there needs to be one to make sure that they don't make any mistake another one come on bro so anyway straightforward um the prophet sallallahu has not indicated any uh, difference he told us that when you make a mistake the men say this the women say that so this is not yani an idea of this is not yani uh, there's no uh, uh, differentiation two women would be the same for us it wouldn't matter even one woman would be fine okay for for our class position i mean but for the hanbalis they will also accept two women as well um what about the hadith uh in relation to women being weaker in mind, which is always put forward to say that women cannot aspire to be of the same mind, to be the same in mind. So, it, do, it doesn't say that they are weaker in mind. Naqisatul aqal wa naqisatul deen. Right? My, interpret, my understanding of this hadith is that... Do you guys honestly want yani, this lesson to be my interpretation of this hadith? Honestly. I don't think you guys do. I don't think you guys are ready for that kind of jazz. No, no, I don't think so. There you go. Thank you. Right? The woman said no. So why the men want to know? Why did the men want to know when the woman... Because you know Mesa runs this whole world, right? Okay? Listen. Mesa was like... Listen. That's the difference between you lot. Yeah, you lot are all dosses. And Mesa's the only actual LP student. The only thing she cares about is... You know what? This is another class that hit the dust. We've only done two pages. That's literally what Mesa has been saying for the entire 54 minutes of this lesson. We only did two flipping pages. Okay? That is it. She's, she's not thinking about this, that, about your fiqh, about your blah. She doesn't care about the chocolate. She, she's said, when, when I go off topic and I go Elmo, she goes nuts in her head. Okay? Right? I'm going to continue because that is the thought that I wanted to finish, Mesa. Okay? No, no, it's not going to take any time. I need to say it because of all people, close students, you guys need to know it. Okay? You need to see and understand this. All right? No, I, I have to say that everything I've heard and seen, I don't know, man. I'm not interested. And I'm definitely not going to, I'm not taking any American opinions on this. Yeah, because anyway. So I understand this. Naqisatul Aqal, the same as what? Yani, uh, forget who, forget whatever. I think maqisatul aqal means that women are operating on 50% capacity. That's how I understand this hadith. That's how uh, I understand. And even some narrations yani, indicate 50%, right? The more accurate way would be to describe this, that they are working on reduced capacity. Now, what does that mean? That means that, you know, in a, in a race, right? When you have different cars, in, in F1, Formula 1, which is the highest form of racing that you can get, every engine has to fit a certain regulation, right? The rule and the law is that they cannot be over, above a certain horsepower, right? Now, also... You know, for example, when you're uh, fighting in a weight class, you cannot be one single pound above that weight class in terms of weight. Okay? Now, however, people who are on the same, they don't yani, normally always, they don't always well, win. Right? So the two cars that have the same horsepower, which is engine power, 
they don't both win. One always wins, and the other one always loses. And the uh, fight in fighting, they both come in, right? And they've both got yani, a set or a weight class, and they're limited to that. And yet one will win and the other won't. Some are close fights, some are draws, one, some are others are dominant. Meaning that the thing which is the restricting factor is not always the dominant factor in, uh, in consequence. So I believe that women are constantly, constantly, and the wisdom is, the wisdom is with Allah. I, in my opinion, the wisdom is because, um, in my opinion, the wisdom, not the illa, the wisdom is to increase their reward. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave women that greater sense of empathy, mercy and patience compared to men. They're more calmer, they're more, yani, you know. So that's the irony, right? Women are always, to- they are, are far more emotional than men, right? But when they're, Told that in the way when you're cussing a woman, saying you're just always emotional, you're always emotional. The irony is, is that when you're saying that, you're trying to say that she's, you know, not logical or not methodical or not whatever. However, yet her emotional state, which is you indicating that is very erratic, in its in real time, in practice, in practicality, okay, is very calm, very measured, running everything. Very patient, yani always the one who wants to, you know, just seems so calm. Men are all over the flipping place, place, all over the whatever, right? So that's the irony that you can't cuss a woman with saying that she's emotional, intending by that, you know, the emotional uh, aspect, and then praise her for the same emotions. Like, what the hell is that all about? Now, so on that point, her. I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them that reduced capacity because they don't need it. That is my opinion. They are able to keep up with the men at reduced capacity. So I actually, I've always been very open, as authentic as they come, Mesa. I've always been very open about the fact that, you know, this, uh, we had this laugh, I don't know what, jo- we had this joke, was it last week? Was it this class or was it another class? That, you know, women are all having the time off every everythingy, five days off, seven days off, ten days off, yani, you know, and it's a big, uh, day, uh, you know, we, we, we think it's really uh, uh, men, yani, think, you know, you're lucky, you know, especially that uh, uh, thingy time in, uh, what's it called? In summertime. Right, whereas uh, women say no, it's adab because obviously it all hurt, uh, hurt so much, and uh, the, the 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 mood swings and all the rest of it. So no one's going to be happy on that. But I think it's a it's a gift. I think it's a gift. Right, number one. Number two. They are nakasatul din, nakasatul aql. That they are have reduced capacity, exactly that. Iram, you've summarized exactly my last waffling for the last 10 minutes. They do not need their full capacity to deal with men. And men are at their full capacity 
<laughs> come on. I will slap you silly, come on. Just because you get dominated at home, yeah? Don't even go there, bro. Alright? Lutz will whoop you silly. Like this bish bash bosh. Alright? Don't get me in trouble with her. Don't get me in trouble with you. And don't yeah, I need this cause fit now, okay? So, and I mean, in practice, we see that. In practice, we see that. In in practice, we see women are able to um, exceed men significantly in many areas. And therefore, I do see the weaknesses actually in men. I do see that the weakness is in men. But I don't want to say that yani, aloud, and I don't want to say that to thinking because you know women take advantage. Women now cannot be trusted in these scenarios. Yeah, they see these little things because they've been abused for so long, and then they run with it, and then they destroy your name forever. But that's what I believe. I believe that this hadith, right, is praising the women and not the men in this scenario. Listen, men have got enough hadith looking after them, and so on and so forth. Okay. So, Allahu A'lam. It's not a common angle. I don't care about the angle. This is my belief. This is my interpretation of the, of the hadith. Okay? Um, and I became aware of this more and more when they had to deal with bad treatment from their um, husbands. And I remember Sheikh Ihlan once. Um, I remember once he was given a case. And you know, sometimes... The uh, sometimes you have a theory and you believe it, and then you come across something many years later and it cements your position. Okay, so I want you to, I want you to imagine. I'm there, you know, for the number of years believing this position. And then suddenly, I'm sitting there, and uh, uh, he wanted me to be a witness. And there was a man and a woman who was um, in a, you know, kicking off silly, right? They were both really at one another, yeah? And, you know, he told the man to calm down, and he said, listen, you know, he's like, she always responds like that, she always responds like that. Now listen, women will never, women have their own Yani group. They always believe that the men are wrong and or men are absolutely insistent that women overreact in absolutely everything and exaggerate everything and they never forget everything. These stereotypes will never go. I will, I mean, I, I certainly believe it, okay? That's, that's a male thing. You, be, you base it based on your mother, your sister, your wife, your females yani, that are around you, whoever they are. That's yani, you, you build up a picture and it is what it is. It doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. It was very interesting what he said to this man. He said to him, he said to him that, so what if she responds to that? So so what if she responds like that? So what if she, yeah, and he, he does like, you've already been told she's going to respond like that. Yeah, and he, you have got 50%, this is how he put it for, he put it then at that time. He goes, you have got 50% more capacity to be able to correct yourself than she has. And she is working at reduced capacity. And if she's working at reduced capacity and you're working at full capacity, 
So you're at fi- so someone's at fifty percent capacity and making a mistake, and you are at a hundred percent capacity, and you cannot yani use your extra fifty percent to be able to swallow this mistake or use yani to quash this mistake. So if she had the other fifty percent like you, then would she be like you? I know I'm not explaining it yani very well. But the point was is that as soon as I heard that, it, it all just yeah, and it, uh, uh, fell into place. It all fell, it all fell into place. Allah knows best. I don't think that it is a, a curse in itself. And I don't think that it is the... It's not a cause. There's a difference between mentioning uh, sifat. Okay? I don't think that there's something which is... I don't, there's a difference between characteristics... And about people who uh, make mistakes. Right? So we know that the reason why the majority of women are in the, fi- in the hellfire. It is because of their yani, constant complaining lack of gratitude. Which is a crime against not just a husband but a crime against Allah. Right? Ingratitude. But we also know that that ingratitude occurs on men as well. It says there's a higher propensity for it to occur in women. The fact that it is then mentioned afterwards that these are the characteristics of women, then that can play into that. But that doesn't mean that that is a permanent state. It's like, uh, let me make it easier for you. The fact that they're the majority in the hellfire, then they mention that they're women. Does that mean make women cursed? No, right? So the same way if you mention that they are naqisatul aqal, naqisatul deen, doesn't mean that the actions of what they do in their deen half the time because they're menstruating, all right, the other time, that that's cursed. So that's not a negative. If you're saying that the naqisatul aql is a negative, then why are you only choosing that to be the negative? Where's the other negative? And where's the proof that a woman does 50% of effort in the deen, even though it's obviously more than that, okay, and she gets the same reward from Allah? Zakmullah khair. That's a... See, we've got clever people, man. You're asking dumb packies like me. We've got Sarah Ahmed who's saying correlation does not equal causation. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds, sounds good. All right. I think I kind of get your analogy. Like it's basically that despite the restriction placed upon us as women in terms of mind and faith, this is supposed to limit what we concentrate on. But basically our tradition shows that it's not limiting our general capacity to function or make up most of the inhabitants of Jannah. Yani. 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 All right, folks. So, we've uh, obviously um, uh, Ruqayya has decided to yani, stay quiet on the whole one-hour uh, uh, reminder, but we are going to just do uh, uh, a little bit more. Okay, a little bit more. So, this is right. So, let's now look at some scenarios now, folks. Okay, just let me just do some reading. If there are two trustworthy people. Okay, that say Subhanallah, and he does not listen to them, and he's definitely not sure about about himself. Okay, he doesn't know what's going on himself. Then his prayer has been invalidated because people told him. Okay, people told him, and he didn't listen. Okay, why? Because he left the wajib. He left the wajib. He's in trouble. Let's now deal with the people behind. What is their ruling? Are they all the same? Everyone who's praying behind me. What is their situation? How do we look at each person one by one? Firstly, if the person behind me, any one of them, 
who's observing all of this. He's in the prayer. He's prayed behind me. He's prayed behind me. He's either thought, you know, that guy made a mistake, then a guy made a mistake. Then someone says, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. So, you know, everybody has to be thinking in their own prayer, right? You're not like a sheep. When you're in the salah, you have to be, yani, you know, thinking and, you know, to either correct the imam, to make sure that you're doing the right thing yourself. So now you see this situation in front of you go off. You see two people make a statement as well. Okay? Everybody's in a different scenario. If you don't know what's going on, then you just carry on and you're going to follow the imam. Now let's focus on the people themselves who do the tasbih. So the two people who do the tasbih, okay? فَإِنْ كَانَ عِنْدَهُمْ عِلْمٌ كَمَا عِنْدَ الْمُنَبِّهَيْنِ وَجَبَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يُفَارِقُوا الْإِمَامِ So, if the two people who are sure, because obviously they're sure, right? They say tasbih that you've made a mistake. And there are others that have the knowledge of the salah as well as the confidence that this one has been messed up and that the correcting guys are the correct people in this scenario. It is obligatory upon all of them to leave the prayer. Obligatory upon them to leave the prayer. What does leave the prayer mean? Uh, it means that they basically uh, pray by themselves. Right? Like we give the ruling for the women. Right? If they are, uh, if they're, well, like we said, when the speaker cuts off uh, and they can't hear and they're in a room somewhere, then you just break off yani, from a near point of view and you carry on praying by yourself. Okay? And we also gave the option of another person moving forward and leading the salah. That second option cannot possibly work here because there's a congregation, you're actually part of a congregation physically. So in this scenario, in this scenario, you will break off and you will carry on the prayer yourself and we'll speak about that uh, that detail in a minute. If they didn't, so we're talking about people who absolutely certain that the imam messed up. They're bang on it, they're bang on it. And they know imam's falling asleep, he doesn't know what's going on. And... You know that they made the mistake, whether you are the people who are saying subhanallah or the people who are in the thingy. And you thought, you know what? My, my guy didn't listen to us. Imam Yani uh, ignored, ignored you. And then you bottle it. You bottle it, meaning you chicken out and you carry on with the imam. You carry on with the imam. Now, what is the ruling? If you did that intentionally, meaning that you're aware of the issue, you're aware that they, he's done it wrong, you're aware of yourself, and then, we're going to come to that, Mahbub, and then, okay, just, so, just to answer you right now, Mahbub, he swallows your mistakes, Right? Because his prayer is the one which is a king prayer. If the king prayer is messed up, yeah, and it's not swallowing mistakes, right? Not his his mistake. He's got to fix his mistakes. That's why when Imam is leading the people in the prayer, people can walk up and down the line. There's no sutra, but he can't cut the Imam sutra because that's the king prayer, right? It's the chief prayer. Likewise, little things that you forget, obligatory aspects in the prayer, the this is the whole point, Harris. We're coming to it, okay? 
So, if you are in the prayer and you've now knew that there was a mistake, Imam didn't budge, he carries on, and you decide to carry on with the Imam, you are either one of two people. If A, you are someone who knows what is right, then your prayer has been invalidated. Because you have left the obligation in the prayer and continued with a prayer that you know is invalid or a mistake. You are adding to the prayer. And that's intentionally, which by definition is an invalidation of the prayer. But if you follow because you now have some doubt or you're not sure what happens next or you're not sure what to do or yani, you forget yani, any of the other uh, options right as opposed to bottling it okay as opposed to bottling it which is to say you know what I don't have the guts to break off here there's going to be a big yani, you know hoo-ha it's going to be a big yani, uh, kickoff so this is exactly why I mention it because many will bottle it. All right, many will chicken out. Right, so unless you genuinely then don't know, your your now him carrying on has put doubt in your own mind whether you're right or not, or you're just not sure, or you're forgotten, then the prayer is not invalidated, and. And then you will then do sujood asahu at the end of the prayer. Either with the imam because he realizes if he does after the prayer. And if he doesn't, then you will do sujood asahu yourself. Okay? But we'll come to that afterwards. But the main, the, the, the main point, the, the, this, this, this by yourself scenario is going to be something we're going to cover in a couple of weeks. Right? So no no if you knew if you knew and chickened out your prayer is invalidated you have to pray again if you if that's like not having wudu that's like that yani you, you, yani it's all over okay um so and so anyway basically prayer prayer is not going to be invalidated the prayer is sahih okay now there are some scholars that say okay that one of the uh, things that you should do is that when you know that they're wrong, you carry on and then you stay seated. This is some of the fuqaha, they mentioned that. that you carry on and then you sit, you sit down, you carry on with your prayer, uh, uh, separate to them. So you stay in the same place, but you carry on. And then you wait at the taslim part so that you can give salams with them. So you're not going to separate from them. Basically like we do in Salatul Khawf. Salatul Khawf, which is the prayer of fear, which we pray during war, that's how you pray. Exactly. Right? So, that was the position of some of the scholars. Right? Sheikh Uthameen says, Imam al-Hajjawi has made it clear that that is not an acceptable position with him. Because he said, you have to exit from the prayer. Right? So he doesn't sit and wait with, with the Imam. Because... Imam al-Hajjawi and some of the Hanabila, they consider this prayer to be invalidated now. Okay? That the Imam's prayer is invalidated. So it's not possible to follow him in something which is invalidated. 
Now, Sheikh Uthameen now throws a curveball. He goes, however, sometimes, لكن أحيانا يقوم الإمام لزائدة حسب الإمام المأموم حسب علم المأموم okay وهي غير زائدة he goes but sometimes and this has happened to me by the way alright sometimes the Imam will stand up for what is an extra rak'ah according to the people behind but in actual fact it's not an extra rak'ah okay and I mean an extra rak'ah right he will stand up for an extra rak'ah that the others behind say, well, that's yani, an extra rak'ah. But in technically, in technical terms, it's not an extra rak'ah. For example, the imam, he forgot to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in one of the, uh, uh, in one of the uh, 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 rak'ahs. So for example, in the, let's just say for example, in the fourth one. Alright, so let's say it is Dhuhr. So he prays Dhuhr. And he prays all normal, everything fine. And in the fourth rak'ah, when he stands up, he's like standing there, right? And by the way, this happened to me as well. Just so that you know, right? Leading the prayer, and you forget you're leading the prayer. You're leading the prayer, and you forget you're leading the prayer. So you're not saying anything. Okay? And you're just waiting around, and then you, you suddenly realize, and then you go, Allahu Akbar. And then you, uh, you're quietly yourself, and then you realize behind you that there's people. So now you've gone too far. Right? Now, I'm in Ruku'ah. Now when I'm in Ruku'ah, in this situation right now, I've realized, oh my God, right? I'm leading a prayer. And I didn't even recite Fatiha. So now I'm going to stand back up again, and the people behind me are going to expect me to go Allahu Akbar into sajda. But instead, I'm going to stand there and recite my Fatiha. Silently, of course, because it is a dhuhr, fourth rak'ah. Then I'm going to... And people behind me are probably thinking that this is one of those, you know, Rabbana wa lakal hamd, hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan, fi mal as-samawat. They're probably thinking I'm making the dua between uh, ruku'ah. And miskini women in the boiler room, they don't know what the fish is going on. Yeah? Such a haram zulam, qasam, yani, those people over there. Yeah? Qasam, it's a disaster. Okay? It doesn't matter if you recite Fatiha slightly loudly. They still don't know what that was going on. Alright? And then I go, Allahu Akbar. And I go for ruku'a whilst they all go for sujood. Then they realize what's going on. They're all standing up now. They're going up now. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So right here is a classic scenario where the entire masjid knows 100% you have added a raka'ah, you've done all new stuff, you've definitely done it wrong, and they're all, yani, <laughs> they're all you, know, uh, 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 you know, sure that you've done it wrong, and you have, but you did it the right way, meaning you fixed the mistake in the prayer. You get my point, folks, yeah? What's going to happen in that scenario? In this scenario, okay, um, ففي هذه الحال ينتظره المأموم ليسلم معه. Okay. So in this scenario, what has to happen is that the Imam will try to during this point indicate a little bit. Okay. Try to indicate a little bit. 
and try to indicate to the people what's going on. And if they carried on themselves and ignored yani, the Imam, and then they realized yani, during the Salah that he, he was fixing it, then you would actually sit and wait. This is basically, Shaykh Uthameen is giving this example, yani, uh, to indicate that this is the exception where you wouldn't move out of the prayer. Okay? Where you wouldn't move out of the prayer, where, where you wouldn't leave the prayer. So imagine there's people behind, and they've seen you do this. Go from Ruqua into Fatiha again. They've said, this guy's lost the plot. They say, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Right? And then you're being, you're being ignored. The Imam's carrying on. So upon you is to carry on, because as far as you're concerned, the Imam's lost the plot. Okay? So I will go down to Sujood, I will do my two sajda, and whilst you're still with the Imam and the rest of the people are still standing, okay? And I will carry on. But as I'm going, it's, in, it's indicated to me somehow that he's actually catching up, or whatever. In this scenario, it is allowed for him to remain there, because he's now done that, alright? Remain in Taslim, wait for the Imam to catch up, and let the Imam give Salam, and then give Salam with him. This is a very rare, weird scenario, by the way. One of those hypotheticals that make people laugh and interesting with discussion, but in actual reality, it doesn't make any sense. Okay? It doesn't make any sense. Alright? Um, you know what? I'm going to stop there, because this is getting uh, quite... What should I... Yeah... It's quite a quite a detailed section, and we've already gone on a bit long. So maybe we can do some questions and stuff. Yeah, maybe we can actually. Uh, at least Annie Mesa got her three pages. Not a complete catastrophe. Right, let's do some questions. If you're praying alone, what if a woman claps, indicating that something is wrong, but the imam didn't hear it and carries on? Yeah, listen, that's the same with the men. Right, Gabriella. It's not about, um, it's not about women here. It's about anybody who either doesn't hear, or will carry, or or, or, or ignores you. Right? Who who can't hear or uh, ignores you? So you you just carry on. Now we're gonna cover next week what happens with you specifically. Right, we're gonna cover you. Yeah, and what happens with you specifically? But I can just give you the the spoiler now, which is that um, if that leads you to not be sure, then you just carry on following the imam. And if you are sure that he's definitely making a mistake, then you would finish the prayer by yourself. Okay, that's not to do with the woman though. That's to do with anyone. If you're praying alone with the intention of being an imam. And someone tries to join you in prayer, can you indicate to them to not join? Isn't the humbly position that the lone worshipper can't suddenly become the imam? Well, I don't believe it's the I don't believe it's the unanimously agreed humbly position, but certainly it is one of the main humbly positions. Yes, okay, and not just the humblies, a number of the fuqaha. Okay, and I am someone who strongly believes it's permissible, and I don't like it. Okay. Um, can you indicate? Yeah, you can. Small actions are allowed in the prayer. So if you say like this, that's okay. All right. You're not obligated to 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 lead the prayer. 
Hold on, if this was in Raka'ah 3, would he just wait on the floor for them to catch up with him and then pray for with them? No. He would, he had, listen, if, if you're talking about the, the missing the Fatiha scenario, the only time he would actually give salam or pray with them is if he realizes in the prayer that actually he is wrong and the imam was right. That's the only time that he sits and hangs about. Otherwise, he's out of the prayer. That's next week. I have a question I was hoping, uh, anyway, with regards to addition, Sahar, are you on the Telegram group? That's all I need to know. Everybody here should be on the Telegram group. With that, do your thing. With regards to addition, I have realized that I have made many of the mistakes that people make that I may have invalidated the prayer without me knowing. Do I need to repeat these prayers? No, you do not need to repeat any of these prayers, okay? You just need to make sure you understand any of these scenario and then uh, uh, learn from it. I, did, I still don't understand how even if you forgot your leading and you don't read Al-Fatiha. Just any, you know, if it was just men here, I'd say I had a blonde moment. But there's lots of women here, so I'll just say I had a dumb moment. But we've got Americans here, so I'll just say, yeah, I lost my mind. Okay? Because you know that language is very important. And, you know. Mahbub, the... Um, uh, confused about the Fatiha being missed. Yani, I didn't say it. That's my point. I didn't say it, and the people are thinking. And then I, when I realized, when, when, as you're going to see, it's coming about two, three weeks' time. When you miss a rukan, you have to go back to it. So I'm now going to go back to it. That's basically what's happening. I don't know whether we're going to have any time for Babel Haid questions. Okay, I don't know about that. Um, if it's a quick one, maybe it works. If one if uh, if if one prayed salah with a regular pace, and then on the final rakah, whilst making sajda, if one prayed salah with a regular pace, and then on the final rakah whilst making sajda, they end up prolonging it by one two minutes as they are making extra du'a. Would this invalidate? No, I've covered this before. I don't think that it will invalidate the prayer. Some scholars said it's not good, but I don't think it invalidates the prayer. Okay. Uh, what is the difference? So it's okay to not read Al-Fatiha if you're following. No, it's not okay to not read Al-Fatiha according to the Hanbalis and according to the vast majority of scholars. What is the difference? You need to read Fatiha. What is the difference between indicating that there has been addition to the prayer and omission? There is no diff- difference. What you're doing, Sarah, is basically uh, 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 making the Imam question himself. The Imam then questions himself, and then he then he he makes a decision of he's telling me it's sure or not. Okay, um, a Trump moment, yeah, that would work, and Brits Bojo moment. Okay, all right. So, for the, yani, one day, I'm I'm not gonna lie yet. I'm burnt by that. I put so much thick into that answer. It was maybe one of the best answers ever, man. Second only to the answer yesterday in one of the uh, lessons I did. I can't remember what it was now. I can't remember the answer. It was, it was such a great answer. MashaAllah. During the end of pregnancy, the cervix is checked and, the res- and that results in some spotting bleeding. Does that blood fall under Dhamul Fasad? Correct. It doesn't fall under the first three categories and it is pure and it is, uh, although is good, yani out of uh, certainty, uh, out of uh, thingy. Out of a uh, thing, what's it called? The um, caution, but it does not, in my opinion, it does not break the wudu. But always in examinations, I prefer that istinja and wudu is done. Okay, the main thing is is that it is not 
the onset of nifas and it is not yani the one which is the uh, uh, not the one which stops you in the prayer uh, within the salah how would the imam know what mistake he made like i said yani you get uh, when you're praying you know okay you will know there are certain things that you're not sure whether it was going right or wrong as i said the imam the the, the people behind you they're normally you know they confirm things all right i can i can i can uh uh, uh i can tell you that okay as from my experience that it's rare that they tell you something and bring new information. The only time that happens is when they they recite the ayah that you're making a mistake in. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Is the follower forgetting to read Fatiha a mistake that gets swallowed by the Imam? That's coming. Okay, that's coming. It's got more, more detail than that. How can there be an instance? How can there be an instance where whether following or leading someone just doesn't read Al Fatiha? I just told you. I, I, I said that in the silent prayer of the the thing, of uh, the 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 um, uh, fourth rakah of dhuhr, you know what he knows, whether I read it or not. Is there a window of opportunity for doing the tasbih? You can't have a good think on it, and they say Subhanallah. You can. There is no window of opportunity. All right. Obviously. Uh, for, for example, for example. I have done tasbih to an imam three or four positions later. Three or four positions later and the imam clocked on immediately. Like I said to you, this is, a, this is an experience thing. This is an intuition thing. The pe- when you lead the prayer, right? And the people behind you say, Subhanallah, it's only them indicating and confirming that what you already know most of the time, in most cases, that's my personal opinion, and like I said, I have done that to someone miles down. I mean, we're talking literally in the next rakaah, and people have worked it out. The imams worked it out because you know, people know. Okay. Um, we were praying once, and we were in a different room, and this is the penultimate question, and we were in a different room, and the imam went straight into sajda instead of ruku'ah. But we assumed the mistake that was made was that he said Allahu Akbar instead of Sami Allahu Alaihi Hamida because we did not see him going to sajda. And it's only when he started reciting in a second rakah instead of going into second sajda did we realize the mistake. So the women made the second sajda and then stood up to rejoin the salah with the imam. Is this valid? Yani, Yasmin, what I want to say is that if you are behind an imam that does something like that or the other versions of that, you've got the option of yani, catching up the actions to get back to the imam where he is. And nothing having to be done, or realizing that the situation has gone all belly up and separate from the prayer, and separate from the prayer, okay, um, and just to be and then and then you pray by yourself. Yes, yeah, some scholars said that you can then create your own jama'ah. One woman steps forward and takes over. I'm okay with that too, but I prefer you pray by yourself. Just to be clear, this discussion is the imam making a mistake and not correcting a rukan only, not wajibat. Where we would break away and finish ourselves. Correct. Very well spotted, Bilal. That's correct. Okay, let's keep the hate. We need to call everything else. Listen, guys, the clocks are changing this week in England. Okay. Um, and so, therefore, uh, we're still keeping it at 8.30. Right? But for you guys, obviously, that's going to be a different time. Okay? Um, 
I'm sorry, Jamila asked the question. I just remembered. Sorry, Jamila. Um, what do women say? Uh, I think, uh, Mesa, what did we uh, 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 make the uh, uh, position in class? Okay, because I'm relaxed with both. Right, we answered this question in LP. Right, Jamila asked the question: When a woman is leading a woman only jama'ah, what does she say to make tasbih, or does she clap her hands? And I said I'm comfortable with tasbih and clapping of the the clapping of the hands. Okay, then, but I am personally, personally, I prefer the clapping, and that's what I go with. And Awais gave a good example there as well, because if it's not about if you try to make out the illa to be. Uh, she claps it with men and alone can say tasbih. And that men is a husband as well. No, no, I, oh, no, no, I know that she can say tasbih, right? But what did we choose as our, our position for the clapping? Did I not say that I prefer the clapping? Anyway, that's what I do. I prefer clapping, but she can make tasbih, Jumila, if that makes sense. Okay? All right, folks. Join the Telegram group. Someone put the link up again for everyone. If you're listening to the podcast. By the way, I just want to make, uh, again, uh, an apologies for those people who are on the podcast. I've realized that how much the level of this class, quality of the class has reduced. It's embarrassing. It's, I, it's entirely my fault. Okay. But the quality of the class has reduced massively. Um, and I noticed that. All right. The not being in a live audience. For those who are listening to the to the to the podcast online, what the difference with the being in a live audience is that I'm not so obsessed with the screen, and the screen, <laughs> lack of sweets, yeah, the screen means that I am responding in real time to people, not repeating what they say because everybody can see what they're saying, right? Which is very distracting for me as well, but also for the one who's listening, they're thinking like you know. What what's the, what are the people saying? And if you're listening to the recording when I'm in a class, then I'm Yani. You know, no, I don't. But the thing is, is that Mesa, when I comment on the things that are saying in the on the portal, I repeat it because the people are in front of me. You see, the people are in front of me, and and it does interrupt the train of thought. But I mean, you know. Uh, it is what it is. I apologize, and I've got to try and work out how to get back to our quality. Um, you know that 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 this class deserves. All right. Anyway, Jazakumullah khair, everybody. Barakallahu fikum. Inshallah. Remember the time change. Join the 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 thing, uh, whatever it's called. Um, and um, yeah, the real question is, let's look at Rayhan's uh, thingy before we go. Summarize. The Imam is leading Salat al-Dhuhr. And in one of the raka'at, he forgets to recite Surah al-Fatiha. But the, but the people behind him, they don't know because it's a silent prayer. And therefore, as the Imam Mr. Rukan, he replaces this with the raka'at at the end. So that he can make up the Mr. Rukan. In which, yani, you know, he missed Surah al-Fatiha. So the Ma'mum, they remain seated at the fourth raka'at until the Imam finishes the fifth raka'at and do the taslim with the Imam. But again, okay, this is only this is only if you realize that the imam has got it right if you right are one of these people and you think the imam has got it wrong you have to not do taslim of the imam so even though sheikh uthameen gave this example it's a very rare scenario that this person 
would see this, think it's wrong, and then suddenly believe that the Imam is right. Anyway, don't waste too much sleep over it, folks. It's a really weird scenario. Zakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfiruka. Allahumma wa atubu ilayk. Barakallahu feek.